Are you ready? Hey, everybody. Hey, folks. Hello, everybody. People in the back. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the inner loop. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the inner loop. Without further ado. Without further ado. Okay, so without further ado, we're going to get started. We should get started. We're yeah. Rolling. I'm rolling. We're, we're gonna get started. Welcome to the Interloop Radio and our special quarantine inspiration series. I'm Zach Powers, author of fiction and director of communications at the Writer Center. These short episodes are here to provide you with inspiration in these wild, wild times. Maybe writing doesn't feel important to you right now. Maybe you're busier than ever juggling childcare and work, self-care and survival, or maybe like me, you're just really, really tired all the time. We're here to help, or at least give you a break from eternal sameness. So turn off the screen in your phone, loosen your mind, and take a deep breath, pop open a beer, whatever, but join me for this sojourn in creativity. So I started writing a new novel in 2020, basically on January 1st. Half of the first draft was completed before the quarantine and the second half during. I, I almost said after by mistake, a wishful slip if there ever was one. Uh, I was fortunate that the initial momentum carried over into the start of quarantine and I didn't really have trouble finishing the draft. I should note I don't have kids or any real obligations, so that makes things a hell of a lot easier. Now I'm in like draft four or five, and I hope to finish that by the end of the month so I can put the whole thing in a drawer and come back to it in December with a fresh perspective. That sounds like bragging, maybe, but all I'm trying to say is that I've managed to keep working despite, you know, being depressed half the time. I've not been as efficient and focused as usual, but that's okay. I'm saying it's okay to all of you, too. Deadlines and productivity are made up. I blame Henry Ford for many things, in fact. So in short, give yourself permission to be in a slog. Slogs happen. Make that a bumper sticker, as if we ever drive anywhere anymore. I've been lucky, though, in my job at the Writer's Center to, per to book a whole ongoing series of virtual chats about the craft of writing. Myself or one of my colleagues will chat with a published author for an hour, and for that hour, it's almost like we're back in ordinary writer times again. My words of inspiration for you are these. Sometimes being a writer is something other than writing. It's about being part of a community of writers. If you're listening to this, you're part of the Inner Loop family, so you're being a writer right now. The page will wait for when you're ready. But... If you're feeling ready right damn now, I do, in fact, have a writing prompt for you. I recently made this prompt up for a high school writing workshop at the F. Scott Fitzgerald Literary Festival. The students produced some awesome, awesome, amazing writing, so I hope it'll work for you, too. The point of this exercise is to help us focus on how we do things as writers as opposed to what we're doing. When a literary critic says this tree means unrequited love, okay, sure. Maybe. But an author may have only thought, I feel like writing about this tree because those branches look cool. So focus on the branches of the tree as you write this prompt, so to speak. I do want to mention that the original version of this prompt was paired with an excerpt from uh, C. Pam Zhang's brilliant, brilliant, brilliant novel, How Much of These Hills is Gold. Pick up a copy, read any passage, and you can definitely learn a lesson in how writers write. So, the prompt. 
we're all going to write the same scene. Going to the grocery store to buy a box of multigrain Cheerios. Some of the high schoolers were unaware of multigrain Cheerios. Apparently, multigrain Cheerios are generational, so feel free to substitute a different cereal. Here are the rules of the writing prompt beyond that basic setup. Write the scene in the third person. Can be uh, limited or omniscient, I don't really care. Make the tone of the scene intense. Angry, scary, passionate, whatever. But do not explain why it's intense. All the actions should be simple grocery store activities. No murders, no whatever big thing that might be an intense action. The actions themselves are small. So lose your language choices to make these simple actions, these simple actions of buying a box of cereal, make that feel intense through language choices. And for fun, include at least one sound effect. As an example, uh, I've written, I've just written to this prompt myself immediately before recording. And so, sharing time. Untitled. It's clearly holiday music, even though it can't rightly be heard. What is it, October? When the manager or the stock boy or the butcher page each other, the speaker turns their voices to raw sound, not even static, just noise. How do you respond to a sound like that, thinks Reginald. Probably with a growl. All fluorescent light is the color of puke. Freezers leak, groping fingers of cold. The mist meant to keep the vegetables fresh sputters out warm as blood. Swish! Reginald goes up and down every aisle, though he's here for only one thing. He takes inventory. They should pay him. He could name every item on every shelf and locate it down to the millimeter. Meats preserved indefinitely in cans, aisle five, third shelf, 20 centimeters from the beans, specifically GMO'd to stew farts. Farther on, a can containing both meats and beans. That's the downfall of civilization, Reginald knows, when we're too lazy to mix slop ourselves. Finally, aisle 12, after the snacks but before the breads, breakfast. Reginald passes the Pop-Tarts and dismisses the oatmeal. He'd never take the time to heat his food. He knows he's part of the downfall, too. He spies the logo he's looking for, the plain variety, bland as sawdust, the honey nut kind without one goddamn nut, chocolate because nothing can exist that isn't also hocked to kids, cinnamon because breakfast should taste like another, different kind of breakfast. Finally, there it is, one box remaining, multigrain. A prize so rare they only allotted one slot at the top of the shelf. Conquest in hand, Reginald returns to the front of the store. The automatic doors swish and hiss, spewing newcomers. Reginald eyes the self-checkout, but the handwritten cards-only sign is a permanent feature. The red marker used to make it has faded to pink. He finds the one open aisle with a non-robot cashier. Because if there's one thing to know about Reginald, it's that he always pays with cash. So I'm honestly happy with how that happened. And I'm also in kind of love with dear, dear Reginald there. Uh, dear grumpy Reginald, I should say. I, I love his grumpiness. Uh, a few things, though, about just as I read that out loud that I noticed as I went through. I have first never once spelled the word fluorescent correctly, and I never will. The opening paragraph could use some work. Um, I generally discover tone and rhythm as I write. So the first thing I write is often not in sync with what follows. When I write from a prompt, I almost always have to return to the opening for substantial revisions to make it match what came later. 
you can't see it, obviously, but the initial list of details, the fluorescent lights, the freezers, the mistings, were all given separate paragraphs. Those were the details that started finalizing the tone for me. I don't think it's perfect writing, but it's the right writing. It's what got me started. Uh, I'm very, very proud, perhaps unduly so, of the verbing of GM GMO into the past tense. Uh, and a note on Reginald. I have no idea who he is or why he's projecting this aggression. His personality emerged from the writing. And that's how I, how I work most of the time. The character is born from the language instead of vice versa. I value recursive writing, looking back to what I've just written to instruct me on what to write next. It's also fun for me because I'm discovering things as they happen. If I claimed Reginald for a longer work, then I'd have to exert some authorial control. But I love, I, I love, love, love it when a character emerges from the play of language without me doing a thing. Those characters usually become my favorites in whatever I'm writing. So please take a shot at this prompt yourselves and reach out to me if you do. I have a website, zachpowers.com. You're welcome to Google me as well. I'd love to see what you'd, you'd come up with. I mentioned already that I've been working on a new novel. I think now might be a good time to share my writing process. Uh, or perhaps I should say processes. That might be more accurate because my writing process is very different from what it was before quarantine to what it is now during quarantine. For 15 years, I wrote only in coffee shops. When I started working at the Writer Center, I started writing there in the mornings. But until this March, I had barely ever written anything at home. So my biggest obstacle has been the psychology. I've trained myself for almost two decades to go somewhere to write. And I've deliberately kept writing separate from my home. So on top of the work-life balance issues we're all facing, my other job as a writer is also in this same place. I, I can't separate them properly, and my apartment isn't that big. Worst of all, I'm a lot more likely to put the computer away if I'm at home. I'll give up on a writing session that I might have granted more time had I been somewhere else. I'm trying to be forgiving with myself. I encourage everyone to let yourself get away with some shit that you might not ordinarily be inclined to let yourself get away with. These are unordinary times, and we need to, to care for ourselves in that way. On the other hand, though, keeping up with writing is a way to preserve some of the ordinary in my life. Yes, I'm less productive than I've ever been, but I may finish a book project this year. There's something on the other side of all this, and writing is reminding me of that. And finally, I did manage to read quite a bit this year. My commute is usually about an hour round trip, so reclaiming that time alone and giving it to reading has made a, a huge, huge difference. I'm committed, too, to reading books published this year. It's the most new literature I've ever read, and I say that as a reader of New Lit. I've, it's been so rewarding to be in the middle of the contemporary literary conversation, and it's humbling just how much brilliant work is released nearly every week. So another way to be a writer when you're not writing is to read books, especially new ones. And if you're able, buy them from your local independent bookstores. Booksellers are the best people. Let's support them. Let's support them with all the money we can possibly give them because I want all my great local bookstores to still be here on the other side of all this. So that's our show. Join us every Friday for more writing tips, inspiration, and prompts. To find out more about us, visit theinnerlooplit.org. And when you turn your screen back on, don't forget to hit that subscribe button next to our name. I'm Zach Powers for The Inner Loop Radio. My friends, write on.